What is up, everybody? Welcome to Sessions with J.Cal. I guess that's what we're calling these. Uh, we're doing interviews with talent from all across the country. We're talking to wrestlers affiliated with the National Wrestling Alliance, United Wrestling Network, and all points in between. And today, my guest is somebody who I've been dreaming of having on this podcast for quite some time. He is the beast of the bodega and your United Wrestling Network television champion. I'm talking about Mr. Papo Esco. Papo, what's going on, sir? What's going on, man? Can you hear me? You hear me good? Yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah, yeah. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Long time uh, first talk. I'm excited to have a conversation with you. Uh, yeah. Been a big fan since your debut in the United Wrestling Network and wanted to learn a lot more about you. And and then it turns out uh, you you trained and did a lot of your early wrestling with um, my pals over at Pro Wrestling Revolution with Gabe. Yeah. Let's talk about how you broke into the business. I know that's a, a cliche kind of question, but like, what was that moment for little Papo Esco before he was King Fat Boy? He was still Prince Fat Boy. What was that moment that drove you to pro wrestling? What got you hooked? Well, I mean, my story ain't too different in that respect than anybody else. You know, I've uh, I've been a wrestling fan since I was a kid. You know, uh, no dad in the house, never was around. My mom worked two and a half jobs, came home, slept as much as she could, and then spent as much as she could with us in a couple hours that she did have before she had to go do work all over again. So, um, you know, while we were stuck in the house and this is before I started getting in trouble because of the same reason, um, wrestling would come on and it was like NWA it was WWF. It was all kinds of, uh, those, that kind of wrestling. I got, I got hooked, man. You know, I got hooked. I started watching it. It was just a lot of these superheroes, you know what I mean? Just, and super villains, just, doing their thing on the television screen. I, I, I got hooked right away. And, uh, uh, I never really had a super interest in, in pro wrestling or getting into pro wrestling until like I was getting ready to get out of high school. But, um, you know, I was getting in trouble back then. So it just kind of it was put on pause. I'll tell you the real story if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, I got kids. I had kids young, you know, I got a son and I got a daughter, you know, they're, they're on the, you know, cusp of, of growing up. But back when they was, you know, preteens or whatever, I was I was sitting around, I was talking to them about, you know, their future. And I was telling them, cats, look, you can do anything you want. You put your mind to it. Anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Just write it down, cluster it out, start setting goals, reach those goals. And before you know it, you're going to achieve your dream. It could happen. It could happen to anybody. It doesn't matter how old, how young, whatever. Yeah. And they started in on me. This was one of those make fun of dad days, you know, hey, whatever, dad. That don't work. You know, it might have worked in the 50s, but it didn't, don't work now. You know how kids do, you know, right. try to over-exaggerate the age and everything. But um, I told him, I said, okay, look, man, I'm going to do something that you'd never expect me to do. Just to prove to you that I could do anything I want if I put my mind to it. And when I do it, I need you guys to push. I need you guys to push and chase your dream down and, and, and do what you want to do. You know, my goal is to make sure my kids are better than me. So I did it. I did it. I found a school. I got trained up. And, I mean, the rest is history. I've been plying my trade for a little while. You know, these kids talk to me all the time. They say, Dad, you're doing it. You know, their friends are coming up to them and saying, hey, man, your your dad's the king fat boy. Damn, like, <laughs> that's your pops. You know, I've been a wrestling fan forever. I love, I love him. And it's like, it's crazy now to them, you know, but. I mean, I use that as a tool to parent and and push. And now, man, those guys are out there doing what they want to do. You know, my daughter's chasing her dream down. So is my son. You know, so well, um, that's that's awesome because not only did you use your life experience as a teachable moment, like, and I know all parents do that. We yeah. saw good parents do that. I try to do that every day with my kids, and it's like, uh, but you really like you have something you could tangibly show them, like, hey this is something that I wanted and I went and did it. And that just shows you that you can too. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That, that's a great story. Uh, how, how old are your kids? My daughter is 20 and my uh, son is 18. Like I said, I had, I had kids fairly young. So, you know, they're my, older now, which is my, cool. Cause I get to, I get to, I still wild out and do all the stuff that I want to do. And they all, they out the house. So it's, you know, <laughs> 
you know, they're in college and whatever. So, you know, um, well, I, I saw some photos uh, of your son a couple yeah. of years ago. You guys were riding in the car, and yeah. I'm just thinking, man, is that his son or his tag team partner? Because he's not he's a little big. guy either. He looks pretty big too. He's big, six foot three, three hundred and twelve pounds right now. He's shaving down um, pounds right now because he's getting ready for the upcoming baseball season at uh, oh. at his at his uh, university. So, nice. oh, so he plays ball then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays a uh, third third. Third, primarily, first, secondary. Did you guys grow up Giants fans or? or, or no, 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 no. Oakland A's. A's. Oakland A's, Papa. All right. It was. Bash Brothers all day. I, re- I respect that. I, I'm an Angels fan. So, you know, we've had uh, some ups and downs over the years, but it's always. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll say this about your team. I can respect them because I never thought they cheated to win. I always thought that they just put out the best players they could get. When you look at the Astros or the Red Sox, those guys are cheaters. <laughs> But the uh, the A's always did it the right way, so props to you on your team, man. I appreciate that. Right on. So uh, when you said you went to go get training, I yeah. know that the, the world-famous uh, Hayward APW garage, that's where a lot of people started training, but I know that after um, the passing of uh, Roland Alexander uh, that things got real murky up there in Northern California. Where did you get your training at, and was uh, – did you ever effort to get trained with APW? Uh, when I was, when, when I was getting, you know, getting old enough, I, I knew about APW because by then beyond the mat and all that had already happened. So, you know, I knew about it, but you know, like I said, I wasn't the best kid, you know, and, and I don't want to go into any of that, but it's just, I wasn't the best kid. I was getting in trouble a lot. It wasn't a good situation for me. So I, I, I had to, you know, I was forced to deal with that instead of instead of what I wanted to do. But um, I was lucky enough to find another man, Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Academy um, in the Bay Area. Um, I was able to meet Gabriel Ramirez, who was the owner and operator of not only Pro Wrestling Revolution, the promotion, but the academy. Um, and, you know, he invited me in with open arms, man. You know, um, he's... Uh, He's very, very integral. Is that the word? Yeah. In my, uh, in, yeah. in my, my beginnings, you know what I mean? In my beginnings, he, he had a hand in my training along with guys like Vaquero Fantasma, uh, Rick Luxury in the Northern California area, um, Vinny Massaro, um, Oliver John, who was a NorCal legend. Um, and then, you know, Sky Day, I had, I had a majority of my training through Sky Day, um, Super crazies stopped the time or two. Ricardo Rodriguez. I've had so many people that I've spent months training with and even years training with. And it's all because of Gabe. And, um, you know, Gabe might not have gotten in the ring, you know, and actually wrestled, but he he's a student and he understands sure. psychology and he understands a lot of different aspects of, of pro wrestling and, and lucha. So, um, you know, I'd be lying to tell you that he didn't have a, a hand in my training as well. You know, years so. years and years ago, Gabe came onto this podcast when we were an over the phone podcast deal, and yeah. and nothing but respect for that guy. He yeah. is extremely knowledgeable, not just about pro wrestling, not just about lucha libre, but building a brand, building a business, and, and the guy is doing so well for himself. And we just uh, read uh, recently the Sports Illustrated broke the news yeah. that all the visas for uh, uh, pro wrestling Noah and I believe Dragon Gate were secured through Pro Wrestling Revolution and Master yeah. Public. I mean, that's a hell of a one-two punch. Really that's is, a yeah. ton of great talent that potentially could be share. You could be sharing the same ring with. Uh, tell me about that. Uh, that the idea that maybe some of these guys from Pro Wrestling Noah, the great Muda for crying out loud, could be in the same ring as you. Hey man, that's a legend. That would definitely be an honor. Um, yeah. Uh, I talk to Gabe a lot, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to come on here and try to be the name dropper and say, I do this and do that. I'm not really like that, man. Sure. Um, but, but I mean, for the sake of the conversation, I do take, I talk to Gabe a lot, almost, almost every day, if not every day. And um, I remember the preliminary idea and the, and, and, and the plan to get that in play. And it was just, it was awesome how him and uh, Klein Rock and a couple other people uh, were able to come together and kind of just make that happen. I know Gabe spearheaded it. 
Um, probably, I mean, I don't, I don't speak for him, but probably selfishly because he wants to get some of these guys in the pro wrestling revolution ring, but also because, I mean, he just loves pro wrestling. He loves this business. And if he can help bring, um, eyes to uh, an overseas product, you know, via his promotion or them just being able to come into the States and apply their trade at different, uh, promotions, you know, like impact and ROH and, you know, GCW and all those different places, United Wrestling, um, then he, he'll do it, man. You know, he, he just loves to see the matchups, loves to see the the, the dream matches. And, and uh, you know, I just, I mean, kudos to him, you know. It, it was a good thing. And, and I, I'll tell you this, as much as it might look like it, as much as people might think it, you know, um, getting those visas for them guys, the, the exposure – was a very, very minimal portion of it. You know, he's not all for the forefront. He's not one of them guys that wants right. to be you know, in the videos and the footage and all that stuff like that. He's a very back, uh, backstage type of dude. And I, rem uh, I remember even in the early days uh, when they were doing the YouTube series, uh, he was never in the forefront. He was right. always behind the scenes. And you respect that because a lot of guys, you know, they – it's the it's the Jake Hal show. Watch me talk, and then we'll have wrestling. He's not like that, and I I do appreciate that because uh, I, I think it's one of those deals when less is more. When you actually get to hear him speak in an interview or on a podcast or something, he has so much, so many interesting takes and so much good things to say. Like I remember our conversation was about Lucha Libre, and this was going back to 2012, and how I thought, wow, finally, Lucha Libre has finally got a, a stronghold here in the United States. And he's like, no, we're not even close. We're getting there, but we're not even close. And he kind of broke it down for me. And I was like, okay, I never even thought of it from that that perspective. It just kind of speaks to his knowledge and pro wrestling and Lucha Libre. But um, And, it, I, you know, not to cut you off, but it also no, speaks to his position in Lucha yeah. in North America, not North America, but the United States itself. Um, you know, Lucha Libre hasn't even touched the surface as far as American uh, viewership is concerned. And for him to be in the position that he's at currently, it just, it puts, it puts eyes on him first or most times first. And for pro wrestling revolution to be in the conversation when it comes to Lucha Libre in, in, in America it is a huge thing for him. He wants to make sure that he, his promotion is, is a household name and, and, and the things like the visa and, and the things like being able to book and bring in a lot of Lucha talent. And, 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 you know, he's not a, he's not a, uh, he's not a, he's not a territory guy, you know, pro wrestling revolution. We've gone all up and down California. We've been in Arkansas. We've been in Texas. We've been in Washington. So we're, we're definitely, you know, he's definitely a traveling promotion and, and, uh, and I'm excited, man. The, 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 you know, I can't. I don't want to speak on on anything he's got going on, but just some of the opportunities that I'm seeing, some of the things that he's got coming up, and um, it's just definitely gonna, it's it's definitely gonna put more eyes on the product, more eyes on, on him, and and uh, there's a lot of exciting talent that uh, is homegrown that you guys yeah. are gonna see um, pretty soon here. And, and I think one of the other amazing things about what you just said. And talking about pro wrestling revolution, you're right. They have traveled up and down the coast. I saw the the matches that were down in San Diego, and I know that there have been plans to do a lot more. But then I also I I can respect and appreciate the hustle and and connecting to the local sports franchises and yeah. and doing things with the Oakland Athletics, doing things with the minor league baseball team up yeah. there, and, and 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 those partnerships with the with the uh, the the soccer teams and the football teams. Excuse me. I just, it's so cool that, you know, he's, he's working all the angles and, yeah. uh, you know, this isn't, this isn't a, you know, a, we love game podcast, but it, it might as well be because he's again, he, he's been in your words, integral in your career. And I just, uh, he's a great dude. So it just kind of speaks volumes about your character and that someone like Gabe, you know, he saw you and he gave you these opportunities. Obviously you had to work hard for him, but it just, you know, that's the kind of guy that Gabe is. He, he gives these opportunities to people. Uh, the reason why I specifically brought up the great Muda, because I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I have heard you have an affinity for a certain championship, the NWA television title, a belt that I, I too have an affinity for. And I know that uh, 
you love that Hold television on. championship. At least that's what I've heard. I can't grab it right now. Yeah. I, it's I've my heard. favorite title, man. It's NWA a, television title is my favorite title growing up, man. Arn Anderson is everything to me. The enforcer Arn Anderson is my all-time favorite uh, pro wrestler. There is no, there's no one above him. And he held that belt for a long ass time. And when he when he didn't have it, he was going for it. He was fighting oh, yeah. for it. So. He was oh he was always in the picture for sure. What what was your favorite version of the title? The 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 one the red the one you got right now. Yeah, that's the, I got I got we, that exact I got that exact same one. That's my favorite one. There I, is no we, other. We have this debate with uh uh he's in the chat right now, our friend NWA Gold, who has literally been chronicling the history of the NWA titles from every promotion that's ever been a part of the NWA. And we keep going back and forth. And I tell him that the best version of that title is this one, yep. silver, red, and red strap. And he absolutely 100%. He disagrees 100%. with me. And I'll tell you right now, uh, the, the, the version of the belt that's going around right now on NWA television, I want that. I want yeah. that. So well, anybody, uh, anybody out there, anybody out there that's listening, anybody out there that's watching, you support the King Fat Boy Papa Wesco, go on social media, go on Twitter, flood NWA, and let them know that that the King Fat Boy is looking for a shot at that title, man. Well, respectfully, we when when Trevor Murdoch won that title, uh, a few of us over here at the end of the Alliance blog were were pitching that out there to anyone who'd listen. Hey, that'd be a solid matchup. You get Trevor Murdoch out there with the King Fat Boy. I mean, that that's a that's a that's a hoss fight. Yeah, it's, it definitely. And, you know, we 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 kind of got started in, in, on social media a, l- a little while ago, but the, the pandemic kind of shut things down a little bit and we we weren't able to get that going. But um, you never know. You know, Trevor Murdoch's not wearing no belts right now, unfortunately for him. But that doesn't mean that we can't get in the ring and punch each other in the face. I'm just saying you I, got I'd, be, I'd be waiting for that one. You got a couple of belts. I do, and you know what? I should, I should have. You, you want me to go grab them? I'll go grab them if you want. Grab me to go them. Yeah, just wait one second. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. I know it's a podcast and everything. Let me just go grab them real quick. We're good. Papa's gonna grab some belts, guys. Yeah, I knew uh, Papa Esco was a big fan of the the television title. It's such a pretty belt, and yes, NWA Gold. Yes, the red strap. You heard it. You heard it from the man, Papa Wesco. How are you going to argue with that guy? You can't. The television title, the red strap, silver belt, chef's kiss. There's no better version of that. I'm and back. I'll run through them all. This right here is the Blacklist Heavyweight Championship. Blacklist Pro Wrestling. That's in uh, Middle California, like the Fresno area. Okay. Uh, Leo Border, he's a really cool dude. You know, he brought me in, gave me an opportunity, and I was able to capture this and become the first, the first blacklist pro. That's that's a pretty well, by the way, too. We just got through talking with, about Gabe, Pro Wrestling Revolution. This right here, Pro Wrestling Revolution Openweight Championship. I won this in a four way with Panda, Vaquero Fantasma, and the former champion El Viento. Um, all good dudes. We had a pretty good one. You know, I was able to pull that off and I'm currently running with that belt. And then this one. That's beautiful. This right here is another television championship. I hold this one dear too. This is the United Wrestling World Television Championship. Such a I won beautiful this. Belt. I won this in a street fight against the former champion, Timeless Levi Shapiro. And for Timeless on that day, time was up. You did so, yeah. I got some belts, man. I'm fortunate, you know. Um, I held uh, the United Wrestling World Tag Team titles with uh, Danny Limelight, um, and then Slice Boogie got in the mix. You know, the Bodega. We we ran that um, before uh, back in All Pro Wrestling in Northern California. I was able to hold the All Pro Wrestling Tag Team titles with my uh, my boy Sin Bully Gang. So I've held quite a few belts, man. I've been fortunate to be trusted with. Uh, with uh you know these opportunities so and that's 
I mean, that speaks again, speaks volume about who you are as a person when uh, the promoters are, are trusting you and they're giving you they're, they're buying into what you're putting out there. They're buying into the 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 bodega brand. They're buying into Papo Esco, the King Fat Boy. And I think that speaks volumes again about you and your reputation uh, in the independent wrestling scene. Uh, yeah. now you brought up the bodega. You brought up the tag titles. You brought up the United Wrestling Network. Let's dive into that for a minute because I, I mean that's that's my bread and butter too. I've been covering yeah. United Wrestling Network since 2004 uh, when they were doing shows with New Japan and all that stuff. So uh, I've been around for a minute and I've seen a lot of quality talent come. You mentioned Oliver John. He was a former uh, the Heritage Champion. Uh, you know, that the relationship between NorCal and SoCal, a lot of the good uh, talents from your area have come down the United Wrestling Network. Uh, but you're, you showed up kind of like in the worst possible time because it was during the middle of the pandemic. Now, you were still featured on TV, but like I don't I feel like a live audience would have really benefited from seeing that bodega week in and week out. I feel like, you know, it's set of circumstances, but I think you guys would have done great having if you had that live audience there as opposed to the empty arenas. What do you think? You know, I mean, there, there, there definitely is nothing like a live audience and getting that crowd reaction and getting people to interact with you. And, you know, I definitely feel that, yeah, we would have gotten, we, we would have gotten a lot more uh, fan exposure maybe if, uh, if they were in attendance, you know, just like word of mouth marketing and stuff like that, just sure. for like casual fans and whatnot. But I think the the television product itself really, really helped. It, it really helped get us get us out there. I mean, um, you know, it's one thing to go into a building with a live audience and deal with the people in that audience. You know, that's a specific um group of people but when you're on television week after week and you're on youtube week after week and you're constantly getting you know exposure in that respect then you know that that's opening up a, a wider market in my opinion now i got fans now i got fans overseas man I, that's wild to me that's like I don't, I don't even i can't fathom that you know i got fans overseas i got fans all across this nation i got fans you know in in, in our neighboring canada and our neighboring mexico and you know a lot of that wouldn't have happened if i hadn't have got the television exposure so that right there honestly has nothing to do with with a live audience you know it, it has to do with a, a fan base through what we're doing right now through a, through a television screen or through a screen yeah. itself um but yeah no i mean there there really is nothing like a a live audience you know just to feel that interaction you know to to feel that that uh that energy you know from from the claps or or the bulls or the hisses or the whatever right. you know just just to feel that energy is it's not like it so and the way that the storyline kind of unfolded too, uh, you know, right when you came in, Danny was kind of going through a losing streak. He was trying to find himself, and you kind of you you popped up, like, "Hey, man, we, we got to talk about some a few things." And next thing you know, you guys are just running roughshod over the United Wrestling Network. It wasn't long after that you guys introduced Slice Boogie, but as a trio, I mean, you're like the Puerto Rican Freebirds over here. You guys just were. Uh, kind of doing whatever you wanted. And and I really feel like if you guys had that fan base, that the live audience, I think you'd have them eating out of the palm of your hands. Uh, yeah. I, I was fortunate enough to get to watch you guys live uh, back in September of last year at the, um, uh, it was the non-televised event where you guys defended the, uh, the tag titles against uh, uh, Midnight Heat. And it was a really fun matchup. You guys, you know, you guys do what you do. Um, but it was just a lot of fun, and that was a, a a pretty good crowd for that show. But that was like maybe the first time, at least I got to see you guys wrestling in front of a live audience, and and they were way into you guys. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to think you know, and, and anybody can correct me if I'm wrong, you know, because I, you know I really don't know. At the end of the day, I can only go by what I feel. Sure, um, I think that the authenticity of me, of Danny or Slice, you know. Cause when them cameras turn off, it, it, it there's no change in our demeanor. There's no change in the way we get down. There's no there's no mood swings and nothing like that. It's 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 me. Every single minute, every single second, it's me. It's Danny. It's Slice. So I think that authenticity definitely translates, and it it, it hits a lot of different people. You know, um, 
I see who I see who 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 will never boo me. And I see who will toggle back and forth, you know, and it's that real rabid fan base, that real ECW style, yeah. you know, real, real grimy fan base that is is holding us down from day one. And 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 they continue to hold us down. And I think that th that little fan base radiates all the energy needed to get other people, casual fans and, 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 and different type, you know, John Cena fans and all kinds of different types of genres of wrestling fans alike to come and just look at what we're doing. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a cool, it's a cool thing. You know, it's, it's definitely a cool thing. Uh, but yeah, the authenticity, just the realness, you know what I mean? We're, we're, yeah. we're not, a, we're not a gimmick. We're not playing what we, what we are. And, and I think that, that, uh, that helps us out a lot. You know, get and the hard work. You know, we get in there. We don't. We don't try to be lazy when we're in the ring. We we try to work hard. We try to come up with you know, uh, you know, nothing but creativity and and you know through through anything that we might plan out or through anything that just comes up in improvisation. It's uh, it's it's just authentic, man. It's just real. It's, it's real. Were you surprised how fast and how well? you and Danny gelled together. I mean, your backgrounds, I mean, are not all that dissimilar, but you guys are two different people. Uh, you guys train differently. I mean, he had his background in the military. Um, you know, you're, you were growing up in, in, in the Northern California and going through your trials and tribulations. Uh, Danny was somebody who kind of got blackballed for a short time in, in our area in SoCal. Uh, didn't last very long, obviously, but you guys, I mean, on launch point, it, you guys just gelled really well together. And I know it's not like you guys, you know, it's not like you flew up to NorCal and hung out with you for a week or two to see if this worked. I mean, you guys were literally put together at the TV studios and, and maybe had a couple of minutes of talk and hang out before you actually got out there and started working together. Uh, are you surprised how well it worked out for you as, as a tag team, as a partnership? No. And uh, the reason for that is because the moment I met him, we just we just hit it off like you said like you said our paths weren't dissimilar uh in terms of childhood growing up and whatnot you know whether or not he was i don't know you know whether or not he was blackballed for a time or i don't care about any Sorry. of that man. Yeah. you know what i'm saying it's just it, you know he just when when i met him we talked for a minute we were able to connect on the fact that we come from the same heritage we were able to connect on the fact that our parents and brothers and sisters and cousins and family members and friends aren't all that dissimilar, you know, and, and, and we just, we, we came up the same and, and we were able to use that, you know, um, we don't, we don't make stuff up when we, when we talk, you know, when, when I talk about being on the block and, 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 and things getting grimy as a kid and, and he talks about the same thing and, yeah. you know, all the stuff that he says, it's all, it's all genuine and it's all, you know, we're just vibing off each other. I feel like um, me, him, and Slice, we all uh, came from the same similar background, and we used that as the chemistry needed to, uh, to uh, you know, to just just seem like we just, we've been together for years. You know, we've, we've been together for decades. We've been together since we were kids, you know. And, it, it, and you've only been together for about two And we've years. only it's been together on for, two. yeah, we've only been together for a small amount of time, you know. And and the fact that we did that so, so quickly is not surprising to us because, I mean, going back to what we was talking about before with the fan base, we're, we're three of 30 million you know, 40, 50 million people that are the same, came up the same, have the same backgrounds, you know, they, they can relate and they can connect, you know, the way that the fans can relate and connect with us and how we get down is the same way the three of us were able to connect and, and, uh, and, you know, relate to, to each other, you know, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, it, it makes total sense. Uh, yeah. and that's the thing too, like, uh, Every wrestling show is also like an opportunity for marketing. Um, every every person that comes to that show is a potential client, not just for tonight's taping or or live event or whatever, but everything down the road. And you develop these relationships, you develop that rapport. And when you're when on the surface, uh, the bodega, a very real gimmick, a very real partnership, a very 
you know, it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel fake. People can buy into that and they're going to be excited to see you again next time. Plus all the, all the kids out there that you reach, all the people out there who have gone through the similar circles that you've gone through, whether, you know, any, anybody in the inner city, you don't have to be a, a Boricua to have experienced the, anybody in the inner city has had those same experiences. So I feel like, uh, you know, again, each time you step out there, you're, you're giving somebody hope. Like you said earlier to your kids that, uh, you know, look, I'm going to do this. I'm going to show you that I can do it. You're giving hope to everyone who's out there watching you as well. I think that's very commendable. I mean, we try, man. I mean, the, the, the reality is I, I don't, I didn't have to grow up, you know, completely square and, 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 you know, straight backed and everything like that to, to be able to influence, uh, you know, the, the next generation, you know, I, I hope that through, you know, my personal experiences and, and showing people my personal experiences, talking about it can, can influence somebody to do something different. You know, um, I don't want nobody to grow up the way I did. And I'm sure Danny and Slice don't want nobody to grow up the way that they did, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a, the reason why we're called the bodega is because there's a bodega in every single city and every single state all across the world. And that's a congregation point, you know, um, everybody from corner boys to, to, to just random school kids, you know, they all come there and they all just kind of, you know, uh, are in the moment. And, and, and that's what we want to, that's the gospel we want to spread. You know, we're for everybody. You know what I mean? We're for everybody. We're for, we're from the little poor kid in, in, in the streets and we're, we're for the, the, you know, middle, middle, you know, middle kid that has everything he needs and, and the rich kid, you know, yeah. we were just for the masses. Um, yeah. As a tag team, like, and again, you guys faced a lot of competition in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. um, who are some of your favorite teams to face off against? I know, uh, you know, there's Reno Scum and there's uh, PP Ray and there's we ain't, had, we ain't had those opportunities yet. Now, you I don't know if you knew that we ain't got a chance to bang with the with the scum. Looking forward to that at some point. PP that, Ray, see, that's a match that needs to happen right there. Yeah, for sure. PP Ray uh definitely would be something uh we we wrestled i liked um we wrestled the wolf zaddies oh yeah the zaddies, that's right. Right. once and i feel like the, the just the body to body the chemistry was good and i feel like we could have did uh, a program with them you know and, and and just really like got as as rough as as we could um midnight heat was definitely a, a good contrast uh it was uh their old school mentality, and and I'll say this, man, Midnight Heat, God, man, Rick, Ricky and Eddie, they're they're one of my favorite tag teams right right now. And if anyone that's listening that don't know who Midnight Heat is, go check out Eddie Pearl and, and Ricky Gibson, and and check out the Midnight Heat. They used to be called Four Minutes of Heat. Um, they're they're so good, man. They they embrace that old school territorial wrestling uh gimmick and it's just it's tremendous i always have fun working with them cats um i've described them as a modern day like uh a midnight express you know that they're, they're very the thing here's the thing that like if you watch them they're the midnight express they're yeah. the rock and roll express they're the minnesota wrecking crew they're every single old school tag team they're Tully and Arn. They're, I mean, they're every single old school tag team that you can think of. They pull from everything. Them cats are students of the game, man. I give them the utmost respect. I mean, when the bell rings, I don't like them one bit. <laughs> I would sooner see them, you know, bloodied up than anything. But when the when 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 the bell rings again and it's over, they're definitely one to watch. I, I got I got a lot of respect for them cats. As a as a fan of the game, can you and you just admired their work. Do you think they would have a good match with FTR? Oh yeah, oh like, yeah, that would be killer, right? Yeah, it, it would be. It would be. It would. That would be Tully and Arn versus the the Midnight Express, one hundred percent. And yeah. I, I would, I would, I would cuss all four of them out if I didn't <laughs> see old school spots from that era that they might have did matches just to make it that much more fun, you know, nostalgic. It would be. You know, it, it might not be the the big, you know, the big fight feel of an FTR and 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 uh, the Young Bucks or right. or something like that, but it definitely would be, uh, 
it would be an eye opener. It would be an eye opener. More so, more so for the Midnight Heat than for FTR. But it, it would be an eye opener. It would put a lot of eyes and a lot of exposure on those two guys. Man, make that happen. Somebody yeah. book that. FTR versus uh, the Midnight Heat. I'd like to see that. Well, see, around these parts, we talk a lot of NWA. We do yeah. a lot of uh, NWA fantasy booking sometimes. And so we had the Crockett Cup all worked out how we wanted it to be because, <laughs> right. you know, the Hardys, Jeff was available, and, well, FTRs taking independent dates. And then you got the Bodega, and you've got uh, – uh, Midnight Heat, and then uh, the Briscoes. And so if they would have let me book the card, I mean, you guys certainly would have been on there, and it would have been a crazy night of just the best tag team wrestling you've ever seen. Right. But uh, they, don't, they don't let me book the cards. <laughs> <laughs> next time, next time. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, so from going from, from being tag team champions, you're now the, the television champion. And that title, number one, is maybe the prettiest belt in all of United Wrestling Network. But two, uh, there's been a lot of great names to hold that title belt. I mean, we're talking Scorpio Sky. We're talking Willie Mack. Uh, I mean, there's been a ton of great names associated with that championship. And Levi Shapiro had a great run as champion as well. But now that title rests firmly across your shoulder, and, and you and you clutch at it as it's like the uh, the shield that protects you. Tell me about being uh, excuse me television champion, and tell me what it means to you to have that opportunity to represent the United Wrestling Network? Well, I'll say this. The, to me, even going back to when Arn Anderson, you know, held the NWA television title, to be a television champion, that meant you're, you're, the, you're, the, you're the worker. You're the guy that's going to go out every single week and you're going to defend the title and you're going to put eyes on the product and make sure that you are, you know, uh, on the forefront. Now, the World Heavyweight Championship is obviously the number one title in any promotion, bar none. But when you're talking about something like a television championship, you know, my goal is to be in the conversation as one of the greatest television champions that United Wrestling ever had. And in order to do that, I have to make sure that I position myself to be the face of that company. Now, whether it's in, you know, Dave Marquez's, you know, uh, you know, thoughts to do that is is up to him. But for me, I'm going to position myself on television in front of the camera through my work rate, through my hard work, through my professionalism, through my, uh, you know, just professionalism backstage and, and, and everything like that. And just make sure that I continue to keep this opportunity flowing. Um, I'm, I'm not lying to you when I said I want to be in the conversation as one of the greatest United Wrestling World Television Champions of all time. And um, I feel like I'm going to course to do it. You know, I've already defended the title a couple times, and uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to keep defending it. And uh, I mean, Zicky you know, Dice was a big time opponent that you faced uh, back. According in to him, mind. yeah. And according in- to, according to him, <laughs> it was my biggest opportunity, right? <laughs> he did say that, and that's all right. You know, yeah, Zicky Dice is definitely a top tier performer in my book. You know. Um, he he's before you know it he's gonna be he's gonna be a, a household name, and um, I got nothing but respect for Zicky. Um, so yeah, we'll just see who's next and who's next and who's next, and I'll keep, you know, defending it, creating stories and opportunities. Have you ever uh, gotten requested to defend that title outside of championship wrestling? Like has uh, has it ever been option to you to maybe defend that title in, in, in revolution or anything like that? Not yet. Not yet. I will say that I will defend this United wrestling world television championship against whoever, whenever, and wherever, as long as, you know, the powers that be Dave Marquez, the whole championship committee, you know, as, as long as they say it's okay, you know, I'm not going to yeah. be respectful and just show up anywhere. <laughs> and, and, you know, defend it, you know. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would I would definitely defend it from here to overseas if, if that's if that's what it's going to take to get eyes on this thing and to be in the conversation as one of the greatest. You know, if you'd have said a year ago that you're going to take that title, you know, uh, you know, out of state, out of the country, uh, people might have looked at you differently. But with the way things are going now and, and we're kind of in the – the, the clearing stages of this pandemic. I mean, I mean, we're still going through it. Don't get me wrong. I know there's still, uh, you know, people are still getting sick. People are still going through all that, but you know, the, the borders are opening and that's part of like uh, what yeah. that, uh, 
with that uh, the visas that Gabe and uh, Mass Republic were able to secure, that's going to allow travel back that way as well. So I, I, I'm hoping you do get the opportunity, whether it be the open way or the, the United TV title. I mean, we saw the United Wrestling Network tag team titles become world titles when they were defended in China. Who knows? Maybe Papo Esco could take that TV title, uh, the World United Wrestling Network Television Championship, and take that to a pro wrestling NOAA. And, you know, and bring the United Wrestling Network or bring Pro Wrestling Revolution to Pro Wrestling Noah in Japan. I, I think that'd be awesome. If the opportunity presents itself, I have I, I have a passport, you know, um, and, and I'm ready to work. You know, I, I, I'll take it. I'll go anywhere. It, it, it doesn't matter. You know, if, if it needs to be defended, I got it. I hold it here and uh, it's going to get defended. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's all good. That's all great stuff. The other thing that I want to bring up too is, um, you know, uh, out here locally, there's a promotion in Southern California, uh, Pro PCW uh, Ultra. Yeah, based in Southern California, uh, uh, Joey Kabibo, his promotion that he uh, he built out here, and uh, you know, I, I've had this talk with Joey. We didn't used to be on the best of terms, but I think we're okay now. Uh, you know, he has a long history with the NWA as well. But I, I told him, I said, man, it's hard for me not to like what you're doing out there. But then you keep bringing in the people that I want to see. For a while there, uh, it looked like they were going to bring, uh, you know, the bodega in as a as a unit along with uh, my good pal Ruby Rays. And I'm telling you, the four of you guys look like a bunch of ass kickers. I'm really disappointed that, the, that that show wasn't uh, able to happen because of the COVID and everything else. But... Uh, it, I'm happy to see that you're back there, uh, and you're, I think you're coming up on a match in about uh, two weeks at PCW, right? This Friday. Oh, it's this Friday. This Friday, May this Friday. 13th. Oh, that's right, Friday the 13th. Yep. yep. So what are you doing? What are you doing this week then? What are you doing uh, when you get down there? Who you who are you squaring up with? So I got a match with a guy named. Uh, can you curse on here? You can curse yeah, on absolutely. Here. Okay, I got a, I got a match with with a guy named Rob Shit. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know him too well. I maybe met him once before. I ain't got nothing against the dude, but um, when I when I came to PCW Ultra back at All Systems Go, um, I was there to help my people. I was there to help my my family, and unfortunately, War Beast was who I was gonna gonna help uh gonna gonna help with gonna help deal with. Yeah, you know? I mean, here's the thing. I said this before. I'll say it again. Um, you know, when you want to put work on someone else's block, you don't go to the corner boys, man. You go to the head of the table. Right. And then it's get down and lay down. You know what I'm saying? You got to let these cats know at the top that you ain't to be played with and what's theirs is going to be mine. And I went into PCW Ultra and I did that. Pandemic shut it down. Couldn't capitalize on it. It is what it is. But I'm coming back May 13th, new beginning, PCW Ultra. I'm coming back to start to finish what I started. Excuse me. I'm going to rob the house like nobody else. Now, I mean, you, you guys hear me say that all the time. I got my hashtags everywhere. Rob the house. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I don't know how to do anything any different. And this guy robs shit. He's in the way. And I said this, you know, and, and I'll tell you guys this. If you ain't seen it, go on social media and watch the promo I just put out under PCW Ultra. You know, rob shit. You're in the way. So I'm going to beat the living shit out of you. And then they they just going to call you Rob. Just Rob. Just Rob. That's it. You know, no, but it's no going to be a lot Rob. of fun. All, 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 all seriousness, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it, uh, PCW Ultra definitely was on one of my lists. And uh, I'm just glad I got the opportunity to, to show up. And I'm glad I got the opportunity to come back. So I like Friday. See, yeah, this Friday. Yep. I like to see the fact that you're just branching out too, because um, I know that it's 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 wild. Because in the old days, I've been an indie wrestling fan for a long time, and I remember there was such a divide with NorCal, SoCal, and it was very rarely did guys go up north, and very rarely did guys come down south. And then you know they they did the King of the Indies, and they kind of broke through, and we we had more talent kind of going up north and down south and that it, it made for a better scene in socal made it for a better scene in norcal and i'm hoping to see more guys like you kind of get 
the opportunities to come down to SoCal, not just with the United Wrestling Network, although I do appreciate seeing you there and defending that title. But I mean, there's so many good wrestling promotions here locally. And then we've got like, you know, Game Changer Wrestling is setting up shot with their LA fights and uh, Prestige has been down here. And, uh, you know, they have Raising the Bar Wrestling and and just there's so many opportunities uh, for a beast like yourself. I, I just... I, I don't know why anyone would sleep on you. And if I could have you on, on one of my shows, if I'm doing a wrestling show, I wouldn't hesitate to, to have, uh, have you a part of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm slow. I'm slow and methodical, very strategic about the, the places I work. There's a specific reason for every single one of them. And I, I'm not going to get into any of that, but you know, I'm starting to branch out just a little bit, you know, um, I work more SoCal, than I do NorCal these days. Um, I think Pro Pro Wrestling Revolution is pretty much the only promotion that I work in California. Why? I don't know. Um, You know, maybe it'll happen in the future. Maybe it won't. Maybe Pro Wrestling Revolution will just be the only NorCal promotion I work, and that's fine, you know. Uh, Southern California has been real good to me, real good to me, with United Wrestling, with Old Fashioned Wrestling. I don't know if you heard of that. That's out there in the Boyle Heights area. Um, PCW Ultra now, um, you know, and, and uh, in Fresno, Blacklist Pro Wrestling. Um, there's other opportunities on the table, but those things are just being hashed out right now. Um, I, I don't want to sound like a jackass when I say this. You know, I, I don't want to sound wrong, but I'm, I'm just, I'm not that, I'm not that, uh, I'm not that work for pennies kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to go everywhere and just, just for the exposure, uh, you know, it, it all goes back to what, what, what I, what I believe, you know, and this, we talked about this a little while ago where it's like, yeah, it, it, it there's nothing like a live audience, you know, fans just to feel their energy and stuff like that. It's, it, it's awesome. But that, that's a specific group of people, you know, in a live audience when you're on television and where you're, when you're getting those opportunities to be on television or on YouTube or on, on some form of fight TV or something like that, where you have a platform that goes far beyond an arena that you're in at that time. I think that's, that's, that's an opportunity, you know, that's an opportunity that you can't, you can't, uh, you know, let sit by the wayside. That's something you got to capture and take advantage of. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just strategic with, with who I work and where I work and hopefully I'll get the opportunity to, uh, do a lot more, you know, a lot more promotions. I know GCW, that would be awesome. You know, NWA would be awesome. Uh, uh, PWG would would be awesome. You know, I'm not sure that they've ever had somebody like me on. It's it's been a while. Oh, like that, you know. And and I, it'd be interesting to see what the matchups would be. But you know, uh, I take them as they come. And I just keep myself busy, keep working. We'll see what happens and, next. And then uh, after the 13th, uh, you come back to Irvine on the, I think it's the 17th. A couple days later, yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, yep. so, I mean, you, you might need to get a spot down here. You're down here so much. I've been, th- I've been talking about it. <laughs> I've been but, thinking uh, about it. I mean, I, I haven't made no moves or nothing like that. But the, the, the topic of conversation of should I move down to Southern California has come on the table more than once. And, um I mean, you never know. You never know. For right now, I don't have a problem traveling down there. Yeah. And have they have they announced who you'll be facing on the seventeenth? No, no. So. And that's okay. I, I don't. Uh, they don't. They don't need to tell me. I don't need to know. And if they don't tell the people, then the people are just going to be surprised when it shows up on television. See, and and I like that because you that you know that's like the that's the everyman right there. You're punching your clock. You get in. You do the job. And you go home. You put you punch out. You go home. You did your job for the day. And I, I like that mentality. Yeah. Uh, I mean, gosh, I wish we had a lot more time to talk because there's so many other things I'd like to talk to you about, especially uh, your fascination with the NWA because it's something that I don't know. I don't. I grew up in Southern California, man. And we we're supposed to be WWE kids. Yeah, that's what they fed us all these years. But uh, I, I have this affinity for the NWA, and and I always have, uh, you know, going back to to Ric Flair and Sting and all that good stuff, all the way through 
Dan Severin and Chris Candido and, and, you know, all the way to Adam Pierce and Blue yeah. Demon Jr. I mean, I've, I've been following this brand very closely and I'd love to just talk to you about that at some point. But maybe sounds to me like you need it. Sounds to me like you need to have a, uh, like a round table, your round table that, episode. Bring me on. I'm ready. We can, that's, 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 that's a topic for another, for another, a whole show to all together. Yeah. I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah. I could talk about the NWA all day. With the, you're, you're, you're booking the show, man. You're making it happen right now. Right on. Uh, yeah. Our buddy NWA Gold wanted me to ask you this question. Okay. When your career's over, hopefully that's many years from now, what do you want your legacy to be and what goals remain uh, that are on top of your list? Here's, here's the thing. When it's all said and done, when, when Papa Wesco rides off into the sunset, um, I just want people to know I was here. That's it. It's simple. I just want people to know I was here. I was here and I contributed. I, I I made I made my own impact. Twenty years from now, people are gonna say, "Hey, remember that guy, the King Fat Boy Papa Wesco?" Damn, there's a lot of fat fat wrestlers, but he nobody embraced it like he like him. You know, I, I want to be known as that as that as that you know larger than life person. Uh, not to say that you know like not of like John Cena proportions and nothing like that, but just just large enough to where someone knows who I was, you know, some random person in, you know, upstate New York or, or Guam or the Philippines or whatever just says, you know, I remember the King fat boy, you know, I just want people to know I was here. That's it. And then as far as goals and aspirations, man, I can't see, I can't see five feet past my nose. Most times, man, I will tell you this every single time something has come into my lap and I've taken that opportunity and and I seized it. It it wasn't necessarily a goal of mine. I'll tell you what my goal was is to get into wrestling. That was my goal. Have one match, see what happens. And I've been afforded every opportunity um and, and blessing to to have multiple tag championships over multiple promotions, multiple singles titles over multiple promotions and promotions that are staples. You know, I mean um Pro Wrestling Revolution is no small promotion. United Wrestling is a conglomerate, you know, of, 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 of territorial wrestling, you know, championship wrestling from Hollywood and Arizona and, you know, Memphis and, and, and Atlanta. You know, I know we're, we're roping it all into one championship wrestling, but I mean, it's still, it's still a wide, wide area of, 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 uh, of the nation to cover. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still airing in those markets too. I mean, it's still airing on Peachtree. It's still airing absolutely in Arizona. It's still airing yeah. in California. I mean, it's still on everywhere. Plus, it's available on YouTube. Yeah. So, I mean, how cool is it for you to again point to your kids and say, "Look, your dad said he was going to be a wrestler. Not only did I do that, but look at me. I got a title, and I'm on TV every week." And I'll like, tell you what. Just, just, just to wrap up what I was, what I was going to say. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the as far as the goals are concerned, whatever comes up is what's going to come up. You know, if it if it turns out I get an opportunity to wrestle for the United Wrestling World Title, well, that's something I'm going to have to deal with when it comes. I'm just not, I don't have a list like you know a Cody Rhodes list or anything like that. <laughs> I'm I'm taking it as I go, man. Like like you said, I'm coming into work, I'm punching my time clock, and I'm putting the work in, and I'm I'm punching my time clock again, and I'm going home. That that's that's the mentality, that's the drive, and that's what I'm gonna do. Now, yeah, as far as the the question you just asked, you know, my my sis my sisters, you know, my 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 brother, you know, they'll they'll call me, uh, uncles, nephews, you know, just family members will will call me or reach out to me and say, hey, I saw you on TV, and that's wild. It's just wild to me. It, it, it really is. I'll go to, um, you, you want to talk, you know, I, I took, uh, I went to a, a new edition concert, you know, and, okay. and uh, I got stopped a couple times, you know, Papa Wesco, can I take a picture? Can, you know, That's... this and the other, uh, I went to, you know, just a bunch of different, I went to a Warriors game recently, same thing. You know I mean? It's just weird. It's just weird to be seen like that. And, not just from my kids, like you said, or my family members, but just by like random. I don't believe I'm better than anybody. You know, I know, I know every, every all the promote, you know, 
trainers and people in the industry and stuff like that they might tell you oh yeah you need to carry yourself like you're, you're larger than life like you're on a pedestal when it comes to your fans and no nah, man i'm walking in the fans I'm, I'm walking with the fans i'm 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 talking with them slapping hands and giving dap and and just drinking a beer with them and and, and you know just vibing with them you know I'm, I'm i'm in i'm in the crowd man i'm in the crowd you know so uh yeah, it, it, but it is humbling. It's still like a wild moment. It's wild. It's wild as shit to me. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's that's that's. I mean, you're living the dream, man. That's that's really awesome. Yeah. Um, on our uh, on the on the on the YouTube page where this video is playing right now, we have links to your Twitter page, your Facebook page, Instagram, pro wrestling tees, pro wrestling tees. I even have links to videos from you on YouTube and on our website at thealliance-wrestling.com. Where else can we send people to get familiar with Papo Esco? If they haven't seen some of your matches, which ones would you recommend? Um, well, just as far as social media, I know you posted it all out there, but just to get it out and open and yeah. perfectly said, you know, I'm, I'm on IG, Papo Esco. I'm on Facebook, Papo Esco. I'm on Twitter, Papa underscore Esco. I got a Snapchat. I rarely use it, but I use it sometimes. That's Papa Wesco. Um, Cameo. I'm on Cameo right now. That's a pretty fun little thing, you know, just doing like little, you know, greetings and messages to people. Um, That's Papa Wesco. Um, Again, pro wrestling tees. Go get a shirt, man. I got one right here. You know I mean? This, this, one of the shirts that's available on uh, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Papa Wesco. Um, as far as matches are concerned, you know, I mean, I'm they're they're all over YouTube. You know, you can uh, you can go on fight. There's a lot of pro wrestling revolution shows that you can purchase and watch. Uh, Papa Wesco wrestle. Um, Red Carpet Rumble was one of my favorite matches. Me and Levi Shapiro, where I won the United Wrestling World Television yeah. title. The the recent one with um, uh, Zicky Dice is another one. Any of the tag matches that I've done with Danny Limelight. Um, and, and, and sin and uh you know i mean I, I don't have a favorite because every time i'm done with that match i analyze it and i i start picking my mistakes apart you know and i, I only want to get better you know so yeah. i don't have like a favorite favorite one i think my favorite match would probably be me and chavo guerrero jr at all pro wrestling it's a couple years back. There's no footage of it. I'm looking for the footage now. Um, and when I find it, I'll post it up. But that was probably my favorite. But if you want to go on YouTube, guys, just go on my page. There, there's a couple of matches. You can search Papa Wesco and find all kinds of matches on well, Fight TV and all that. Yeah. Again, man, I really appreciate the time. I no, love thanks for having you me. Like-minded, yeah. uh, I mean, I know you're a you're you're a wrestler you're a performer but i think deep down too you're still that fan and that's that's really cool to see and it's uh always fun to to speak to someone who's got that like-minded uh uh passion for pro wrestling so it's you know i love talking to you about what you're applying your craft for but uh, i'm looking forward to talking to you next time about some of the, the wrestling that you grew up watching and what what your favorite stuff is we'll, we'll do this again soon hopefully yeah whenever you want man just let me know you know i'm, I'm ready to do it I, I yeah you're right i am a, i'm a huge fan of wrestling i love wrestling i'm 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 the type of fan i want everybody to be i, I look i look on social media all the time and i see people you know aw guys blasting wwe guys vice versa people just wanting to pick apart all the mistakes and bad stuff that's going on in wrestling and all we need to do is just enjoy it you know, I watch everything. It doesn't matter. WWE, NXT, NXT UK, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, ROH, AW, Impact, MLW. You know, I watch GCW, West Coast Pro, all this, all these shows. I watch yeah. them all the time. A lot of times I watch them multiple times. And I just, I'm so, in, I'm, I'm in such enjoyment because of that. I just wish more people would take all that wild, you know shit out of it and just enjoy it for what it is man pro wrestling yeah, yeah man i i 100 agree uh we we primarily talk about the nwa on this podcast and, and united wrestling network is a close number two yeah but i mean i always tell people wrestling pro wrestling is an art and it's a lot it like is. baskin robbins man you have a flavor for everybody like pro wrestling legitimately can give you anything you want uh, in forms of entertainment so uh, I, I'm with you on that one. But, I always liken I, I always liken 
pro wrestling to my favorite sport. My 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 favorite sport is basketball. I love the NBA. Okay. My my team is the Golden State Warriors. Always been my team. Always will be my team. Ever since I was a, a youngin, I I watch them primarily. If I, if they're on TV, I don't care what else is on. Any other basketball is gonna fall by the wayside. So I'm okay with you having your favorite. Sure. Don't be afraid to go enjoy the other, the other, the other games. You know, the other games and the other teams that are in town. You know, don't be afraid. You know, right. like wrestling is subjective, man. It could be whatever the hell you want it to be. You know, there's no reason to downplay women's wrestling over men's wrestling. There's no reason to downplay a traditional match over, uh, you know, a, a death match or or a comedy match. Or what. it's all wrestling and it's all enjoyable. And if you don't like a certain thing, don't, don't, don't stand on a soapbox and start screaming about it. Just turn it off and watch, watch what you want. Find your own Golden State Warriors. How about that? You go find you your favorite and go watch that. And if you don't want to watch anything else, don't. But that's a hundred percent. I'm on board with that. Yeah, yeah. Papo, uh, thank you for your time, man. I do appreciate it. And uh, like I said, we'll we'll have to do this again real soon. Yeah, man. Anytime you watch, let me know. All right, you have a good one. That was Popo Esco, everybody. That's going to do it for us tonight on this Sessions with Jay Cal. Uh, we'll be back next week with more guests. In fact, we're actually got uh, uh, a show tomorrow. We're going to be featuring um, uh, Jeremiah Plunkett from the NWA. So we'll be having some NWA talk tomorrow. Until next time, we'll see you guys at the matches, and have a good night. Thanks for joining the stream. This has been a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com. We genuinely appreciate your support. Would you consider subscribing so you'll never miss a future episode? I'd also like to remind you we do a live stream every Tuesday at 5 p.m. before NWA Power. You can find us on social media at The Alliance Blog. And until next time, we are The Alliance.